This is 50 Reasons to Visit Britain. We're your hosts, Joe Donnan and Caitlin Potts. Coming up on today's show, we get ready to pack our bags after this week's BuzzFeed quiz. Caitlin is not so fresh off the battlefield in Scotland. Joe redeems his trivia legacy after last episode's crash and burn. Root or route? Blinker or indicator? You decide. And we wrap up our road trip theme with some mini-adventures. And welcome to episode 17 of our 50 Reasons to Visit Britain from Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. My name is Caitlin, and I'm a really big fan of taking mini road trips and having mini adventures no matter where I am. And I'm Joe, and Caitlin just mostly stole exactly what I was going to say, but I also love taking slightly longer mini adventures. So. Perfect, perfect. During each episode, we will be focusing on a new and exciting reason to travel to Britain. In case you haven't already guessed, today's reason number 17 is, and how could you possibly guess this, shorter than one day drives. <laughs> what we mean by that is you've got road trips like what, we were, what we've talked about before on various episodes of both 50 Reasons to Visit Ireland and 50 Reasons to Visit Britain. Um, we have talked about the Wild Atlantic Way, which is obviously, you know, a couple of weeks if not more to get around and we talked last episode about the north coast 500 in scotland which is obviously 500 miles and takes longer than one day for this episode we are talking about shorter than one day drives hence the reason we named the episode that yes little mini trips right baby trips baby trips little tiny toddler trips all right, I'm going to move on before I say anything else that's weird or embarrassing. Um, so let's move on to our BuzzFeed quiz uh, results. So the quiz for this episode was, this British celebrity will reveal where, I'm sorry, this British celebrity quiz will reveal where you should move to the UK. So I took the quiz, Joe, and um, most of these people, I, I wouldn't say most, I'd say like half, I didn't have a clue who they were like what was it one of the British TV presenters and a big brother star I have no idea who these people are but thank with God. that in mind <laughs> with that in mind um my result I got Margate so you're a seaside person at heart you love the beach and all the vintage shops popping up everywhere there's an art scene you'll love and plenty of pubs to mingle in and you're only a stone's throw from london if you wanted to pop into the city how about that i have no idea where margate is but congratulations on that and i look forward to hearing you. about your move there thank you i appreciate this it. was this this was hands down the most stupid buzzfeed quiz we've had to take um <laughs> the the final question is pick a gladiator and i don't think gladiators did gladiators make it over here did it start over here no i had no idea what that was okay. i just laughed gladiators was a, a wonderful wonderful show in the 90s and you can see that based on the pictures that are taken of them there's definitely like a guy with giant muscles in a half a tank top that's way too tight for him <laughs> so and then there was wolf of course who was my favorite um yeah really really stupid quiz so i can't take the results in any way seriously but i got newcastle which is interesting that's you you're extremely likable with an amazing sense of humor so you'll fit right in in newcastle 
there's nowhere better to set up a new, interesting, and fun life for you, which kind of suggests that my current life is not interesting or fun. So thank you very much, BuzzFeed Quiz. <laughs> oh, BuzzFeed's always making us feel good, right? Yes. Well, you just let Christina know about the move, and I'm sure we'll, you guys we, will we, we pull it off till 2020 or something and just kind of see where we're going from there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, let's move on to our crystal math, shall we? We shall. According to a recent study, the UK was ranked the number one safest country in the world to drive in with the least number of accidents. How about that? Good. Does good. it feel like that, Joe, when you drive over there? Does it feel um, like it's the safest? I mean, I haven't driven in that many countries. I've driven in all of the countries that we speak about, like Ireland, England, Scotland, Wales, Iceland. Yeah. Um, and Costa Rica and the US. So I don't have a huge sample size to go on because most of them countries are actually in the UK or close enough. But yeah, I mean, I would consider them quite safe, yeah. All right. On motorways, the speed limit is usually 70 miles per hour, but on country roads, it slows down to 40 or 50 miles per hour. And once you enter a village, a city center, or a built-up residential area, the speed limit is never more than 30 miles per hour and may be posted for 20 miles an hour or less. I feel like that's pretty much the standard over here in the States, yeah, too. Yeah, there's no, there's no real difference there, I don't pretty, think. Yeah. yeah. About 35% of the world population drives on the left, which is interesting to me. The UK measures speed in miles per hour, the only country in Europe to do so. The UK driving test only has a 50.2% pass rate. It's interesting, I think at least. And then the British roads are the most congested in Europe. A 2016 study of more than 100 cities suggests that. So weird that they're the most congested and yet the safest it's the safest. Yeah, yeah. Maybe people were just driving so slowly. Well, that's, that, that's probably you know, part of it, you know, is because the slow pokes slow everybody else down and there's not much you can do about it so yeah all the grannies and, and grandpas on the road so our last few episodes have covered road trips you generally take over the span of a week as joe mentioned earlier we realized not everyone has that kind of time or some people may really want to take advantage of seeing the most that they can when they're staying in one area that's where these shorter than one day drives come in handy we specialize in putting these together all the time when we make our suggested itineraries at Crystal Travel. So this episode is just a taste of what you'd be getting with one of our trips. Very good, Caitlin. Today, Thank today you, with our shorter than one day tours, or shorter than one day drives, should I say, we are going to start in the tiny little country of Wales. And we're starting in Wales today, which is full of unspoiled beauty and incredible sights found throughout its countryside. Black Mountain Pass is a challenging road across Black Mountain, located in the Brecon Beacons National Park. It's also known as A4069, which is a very sexy name for a drive, but that doesn't sound as pretty. The Black Mountain connects Hlandovery and Guanke Gerwin. It's 22 miles in length and takes about 43 minutes to drive without stopping, but you are going to want to stop a little bit. It has unrivaled views beyond its hairpin turns, and you'll want to drive it again and again. Just watch out for the roaming sheep, because we all know that Wales has a lot of sheep. Ab and Aber you know me. You know why I'm excited about that. Just, just you because like sheep. in general, I don't like sheep at all. You're a big sheep fan, Caitlin, <laughs> we know. Yes, yes. 
Where else would we go in Wales, Joe? Where else would you go in Wales, Caitlin? You would go to Abergwessen Pass, which can be as tricky to drive as it is to pronounce for someone who's not me, at least. It offers bridges, ascents and descents, hairpin bends, and much, much more. It is only 11 miles in length and can take about 40 minutes to drive, which would suggest that that's a pretty slow drive because if you're going miles yeah. per hour, why is you're talking like uh, 15 miles an hour? Mm-hmm. Um, you'll find a stunning backdrop of mountains, forests, and idyllic villages along the way. A great place to stop during this road trip, if you need to stop during a 40-minute drive, is Hlinbrian Reservoir, and it's a great place for a breath of fresh countryside air. Um, yeah, the Wales has a ton of beautiful drives. We just picked out a couple there to kind of get you in the mood but driving anywhere down along the south coast out around the southwest or pretty much anywhere in the north as far as i can see you will see plenty of stunning scenery we just picked a couple of really really good ones there to whet your appetite just to give you a taste yes now we move into england which is obviously a much bigger country than wales but doesn't pack in quite as much beauty into every square inch but we can't forget it nonetheless and it has lovely routes that make for shorter than one day trips too one of them is snake pass and that is found in the derbyshire section of the peak district which crosses the pennines and lady bower reservoir This 42-mile drive offers magnificent views of the National Trust's High Peak estate. It also carries the A57, a road that connects Sheffield from Manchester. You can expect snug corners and twisting tarmac as you tackle the tangled route. Excellent alliteration there, Caitlin. Really enjoyed that. Located in the heart of the West Country, Cheddar Gorge causes many motorists to stare in awe with its scenic limestone cliffs. You'll find it's 10 miles southwest of Bristol, making it a great mini road trip if you're touring the Great West Way. Did we speak about the Great West Way at any point, Caitlin? Yeah, just a few episodes back. So if you haven't listened to that, check that one out. Because that is a longer than one day yeah. drive that could also be hiked or walked or biked. And you or should you definitely train. check it out. Don't forget that. <laughs> you, you can also do that. I do apologize. <laughs> the Cheddar Gorge is 15 miles in length. And you can expect some twisting turns and the odd farm vehicle as you weave your way through this spectacular route. Farm vehicles are something you should always worry about driving in Ireland, Scotland, England, Wales. Not, I don't know. Worry seems to be a a difficult word, but basically they know they own the country roads. Yeah. I think I probably talked about this last Just year. They know that they're they know that they're bigger than you, and that you are going to move out of their way if they're driving really fast against you. So. Just be aware of that when you're when you're driving. Or I remember on one of our fam trips, um, I think that I think it was the England one where we were on a country road and we had to like go really slow because there was some tractor in front of us and he was going as fast as he could and it was like all right i think we're going to be late to our next <laughs> our next meeting uh, but yeah, that's, yeah but you're, it's fairly typical all right yeah. you, have to, you have to allow for that on road work yes for sure if you're in a hurry mm-hmm. 
pardon the interruption, but I would like to ask you all to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or anywhere you get your podcasts. We would really appreciate you reviewing us on any and all of these, as this is the best way for new listeners to find us. Right now, to break up our episode, we have a segment called Caitlin's Little Jack Horner, which is Cockney rhyming slang for Caitlin's Corner. In this segment, we give Caitlin some slang and she has to guess what the translation is to proper English. Caitlin, are you ready? Am I ever? Um, Today's, I don't know if you know that song because I barely even sang any words of it, but I have it in my head now. Maniac 2000. I don't know, but... (laughs) Caitlin's little Jack Horner today, Caitlin, is... Frog and toad. Frog and toad. All right. Frog and toad. I think I could and get you this are going one. to give me an answer to that. I think I'll I would it. certainly, I would certainly hope you can. <laughs> um, but you're going to wait until the end of the episode or after you tell us a little bit more. Shorter than one day drives. All right. Well, let's talk about Scotland for a little bit while I think that went over. The country of Scotland is full of incredible routes and pathways, just waiting to be discovered. The road to the Isles is no exception. This 46-mile road is found on the A830 and spans from Fort William to Malig. The name Road to the Isles is suiting because this route is the jumping-off point for ferries to the small isles and sky. It's a bit of a stepping stone to the outer Hebrides as well. This area is steeped in Jacobite history, and it's where Bonnie Prince Charlie began and lost his, spoiler alert, lost his attempt to regain the British throne. It's important to note the last portion of this route has been upgraded to a fast, straight road. But if you're not in a hurry, we highly recommend taking the more scenic road, which is signposted as the alternative coastal road. Always take the road less traveled, right, Joe? That's that's what I think. Always. Always, always. If Wordsworth taught us anything. Exactly. For Glasgow visitors, a short road trip to Oban is a great road trip to consider. The route takes you northwest. You'll pass through Loch Lomond and the Trossachs National Park. This is known as one of Scotland's most beautiful places, and you'll definitely want to stop and spend some time there. Then you'll continue on the way to Inverary, where you'll want to stop and discover gems like Inverary Castle. The journey continues when you reach Argyll and has you ending in Oban. And there's a lot of things to do in those places, but we just don't have time to talk about all of them. However, this road trip, this short one-day road trip, I should say, shorter than one-day road trip, has you seeing them all. So, how about that? Wunderbar. <laughs> yeah, no, I love Scotland, and I really do enjoy. I haven't actually done all of that road, okay. believe it or not, which is sad, and it's one of the... Very few parts of Scotland I actually haven't travelled yet. I've been to Fort William a couple of times. I just haven't gone out towards Malig, unfortunately. But I will at some point. I agree. I just There's just something so... I know I overuse this word. I know you hate it. But there's something so rustic about Scotland where it's just... I don't know. I feel like these drives would just be the cherry on top of, of a trip to the UK for sure. For me at least. Yes. So you don't have to just travel from point A to point B in Scotland to have a great road trip. There are many regions you can drive through that are full of great sightseeing and adventure. Glencoe is one of them. It's got a great landscape found along Route A82. 
It's located just south of Fort William and has many interesting stops. Glencoe's most famous mountain is Etive Moor, which you can drive up if you wish, if you fancy. One of the most memorable sites in Glencoe is called the Three Sisters. It's quite a dramatic area of land with the Three Sisters being three mountains that stand guard over a peaceful valley. However, its past hasn't been so peaceful. This is the scene of the infamous and tragic massacre of members of the McDonald clan in 1692. And fun fact, I know Joe has no idea where I'm going with this. I am pretty sure that I'm related to them. So it's really cool. Wow. And I know, I know. And I was there actually. Um, I was in Glencoe, saw the- For, for the battle, for the massacre? I was, yeah, yeah. I put up a really good fight, you know? It was it was rough. But, well, but... you made it through and you, you look well for 300 and whatever <laughs> years old. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, no, I was there with my good friend Lisa uh, back in 2012. And it's absolutely stunning. Um, it's something that you, you really look at these mountains and you are at a loss for words. Um, we were on, um, I believe it was in... Um, an escorted tour at the time and we didn't have much time to stay there but it's just the kind of place where you just want to sit and spend the whole day just taking it all in um it's beautiful have you have you been there jill i don't know glencoe yeah have you seen the three sisters do you know what i'm talking about yeah i've been i've been there a couple of times um you know i was well more than a couple of times but yes uh the last time i was there was my favorite though because we took uh rabbi's tour out of edinburgh and it's one of these things like that you don't realize yourself. It's one of the few times I will say that it is probably better to take a group tour sometimes than a than to drive yourself because there are some hidden gems that you will just miss on your own. So on the Rabbies tour, we literally pulled in the side of a road and hey, we're going to do a very short hike. And all we did was climb for five minutes. And it was, you know, it wasn't a difficult hike, oh. but we just went up. We just right. went up the side of one of the mountains and you could kind of see the viewpoint, but if you were driving along, you just wouldn't have noticed it. And sure. I don't know how or why, but it just the, it just made the view all that more spectacular, just being, I don't know how much higher up, a few feet, I suppose, <laughs> higher up than, than we were down on the road. And I was just like in awe of the whole thing. The Just the, the vista, I guess, was incredible. So there you go. <laughs> And you're right, it's stuff like that that you're you're not really going to see if you're traveling on your own because you won't know yes. to go there, you know? So, very cool. So, you can also venture into the town of Glencoe while you're making this shorter-than-one-day drive, where you'll find locals to mingle with and get a real taste of Scottish culture. And, of course, we can't leave out the Cairngorms National Park as one of Scotland's most picturesque short road trips. The Snow Roads scenic route is a 90-mile journey from Blair Gowrie, just south of Cairngorms, up north to Granton on Spey. It links Bramer, Ballater, and Tomintool, and contains a wide range of natural and cultural attractions. You'll find Cairngorms photo posts located throughout the route to help you capture that perfect Instagram shot as we're all looking for when we travel. Um, you know, you got you have to get those photo moments in where you can. The snow roads are meant to be taken slowly so that you have time to enjoy the villages, views, and attractions as you go. And I would say that a lot of this is, I mean, 
obviously you need to go the speed limit and you don't want to piss off people who are on the road, but I, but I, I would recommend not taking any of this too fast. I mean, it's, it's not worth it if you're just going to speed through. So you definitely should kind of go Well, slow. I feel like you put that in there, especially for me, Caitlin, because I've definitely told the story before <laughs> of my journey through the snow roads. You just might not have realized I was talking about the snow roads at the time. Um, that was not. the day we had, <laughs> we were in, we were in Aviemore and we had to get to Pitlochry by 11 o'clock and the very absolute fastest you could get there would be by leaving at eight o'clock and we left shortly after eight o'clock and i just absolutely sped through the hills and up and down through the snow and whatever and like barely had time to enjoy it but we had a meeting at 11 o'clock we had to get to in pitlockery so i remember this story it was it was absolutely spectacular i wish i had at least an extra hour to um to see it weren't, weren't people getting kind of car sick too because you were going yes to <laughs> perhaps a little bit only when we got to Pitlockery though they you waited know. they were kind enough to wait until we got to Pitlockery before actually getting sick which was very nice that's good yes. that's very very absolutely thoughtful. yes <laughs> all right Caitlin now that we have gotten through all of the the hard part of the episode, I need an answer to Caitlin's little Jack Horner. And right. just as a reminder, even though I think we both know that you know this one, Frog and Toad was the uh, was the clue. Frog and Toad. I'm going to take a really, really wild guess. We're talking about shorter than one day drives. We're talking about, uh, you know, little adventures, driving. I'm going to go with road. Wow. Wow. It took you a while to get there, but you got there. Incredible. (laughs) Incredible stuff. I'm quite impressed. We're all all so proud of you here. I don't just fight battles that took place 300 years ago. (laughs) I also get, uh, I also get Caitlin's corner right. (laughs) Very impressive day for Caitlin. Well, let's see if you can redeem yourself from last week, um, or I should say the last episode. Because I know we had a little bit of a struggle when we were doing um, some of this this quiz that I had planned for you. I think you might be able to do a little bit better this time. These ones should be hopefully a little bit easier. But Spell are you ready road. R-O-A-D. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm not confident, but I'm ready. Okay. Okay. What? Here we go. Here we go. What do they call a crosswalk in the UK? For pedestrians, I should say. I mean, I guess they're always for pedestrians, but. What do they call a crosswalk in the UK? A zebra crossing. Yes. Ding 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 ding. Genius. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, the next one. So I should say two of these are multiple choice. There are four questions in total. You just did one. The next one is not multiple choice, but after that it's hopefully hopefully easier if you don't know these. But thank you. you. Should. Thank you for breaking it down for me. You're very welcome. What do they call passing in the UK? If you pass a driver. I did not. I mean, these questions are so stupid. I think I'm getting them wrong, but overtaking. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I didn't know these were differences. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't say overtaking over here. You know, it's like you pass or you cut someone off if you're being rude. I hope the the next one is what do they call blinkers over there? It's not, but do you want to tell us? Indicators. What? <laughs> <laughs> so that was the sound of Caitlin's <laughs> mind being blown. 
Yes, because you are indicating where you are turning. Therefore, the light is called an indicator. I I just love how, like, I, I feel like the British way of saying something, it's just always more fancy. You know, we just call it like blinker. Blinker. Use blinker your blinker. On. Yeah. Put your indicator on. Yes. <laughs> it just sounds so... I don't know. And inst- right. instead of use your blinker, Irish people say indicate your prick. Oh my goodness. Yep. See, that's very, even that, like, you know. <laughs> that's, not, very, that's not classy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little more classy. It's definitely more, use your blinker, like a little bit better. Anyway, the most popular colored car in the UK is silver. But this is a fun one. Where is the highest concentration of pink cars, Joe? Now, this is multiple choice. So we've got Ipswich, London, Edinburgh, or Ullapool. What an interesting question. Yeah. Now you say highest concentration. You say highest concentration. You are not talking about the most pink cars. You are talking about the most pink cars per number of cars, basically. Sure. (laughs) Yes. All right. (laughs) Um, I kind of have to go with Ipswich but I, I have no idea why or whatever. just seems like an odd one sh- to put in there. Are you sure? Uh, Olapool? No, I'm, I'm just messing with you. You got it right. Ding, <laughs> okay. ding, ding. I just want to make you feel nervous because of the last question. Yes, I was definitely you nervous there. Got it. I know. I know. You got it. All right. And let's go on to our last one here. What is the most popular type of car in the UK? And this is according to a study that was done in December of 2017. So the um, options are Ford Fiesta, Volkswagen Golf, Ford Focus, Mercedes-Benz A-Class. I would go with the Golf, but that's only because a lot of younger people seem to own them and when I was last living in Ireland, and Ireland follows the UK on a lot of these kind of things, when I was last living in Ireland, a lot of people my age had golfs, so that's why I'm guessing that. I see, I see. Well, you were so close to getting uh, 100%, but <laughs> this one is actually Ford Fiesta. Oh, so I would not have guessed that, one, right? Yeah, there were 1.5 million Ford Fiesta cars licensed back in December of 2017. Wow. However... However, Joe, one could argue that you might be right because this was done in 2017. So who knows? Maybe it is Volkswagen. I want to see the numbers from 2011, Caitlin. That's the only way I'll ever know. 2011. All right. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll have to get on that. All right, Joe. Well, do you feel a bit better about this this one? Do you feel so I'll, I'll take ready? 75%, yeah. All right. Okay. Let's move on to our hidden gems. So when you're taking these shorter than one day drives, you're going to find some narrow roads, as we mentioned throughout this episode. They may seem like a bit of a change when you're driving in some of the areas in the UK, but I will say they really are a gem in themselves. There's something about traveling on them that makes the experience that much better. Um, And you need to keep in mind that you'll have to drive with care and courtesy, of course. On narrow sections, please use the passing places to allow others to continue on their way, which makes sense, obviously. But I will say, side note, my parents have been talking about how they really, really want to go to Ireland and Scotland this year um, because I, 
you know, been asking them since the moment I got back in 2012, when can we all go together? Asking or And they're like, what's that? Asking or pestering. Yeah, well, I'll let you decide on that one. But, um, you know, they've been, they're like, oh, we could just rent a car. It'll be, it'll be easy. And I'm like, it will be easy, but I just want you to know it's different. And they are just astounded that like the signs are going to be that much different and this and that. And I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's different, but let's do it. So yes, narrow roads, something to keep in mind, a hidden gem in themselves though, I would say. If, you want to forgo the car for a day, but still get a cool shorter than one day trip. If you're like my parents and maybe don't know if they want to drive, hop aboard the Gwilly Railway in Wales. You can take a vintage steam engine to Carmarthen, where it is said that the famous Celtic magician Merlin was supposedly born. You can explore Bryn Murden, a nearby hill that supposedly hides a cave where the sorcerer stayed as refuge. This is also the oldest town in Wales, so it's full of Welsh history and culture throughout the area. I know this is shorter than one day drives, but I think it's good to not alienate people in case they aren't sure if they want to drive. I think it's good to have some, you know, mix it up a little bit. So very important, how about very that? important to keep everybody happy, and we tr- we yes, strive yes. to do that here at Fifty Reasons Podcast. So. Our tour, as we have one for each episode, it's a little bit different um, for this one. There are so many ways to take a shorter than one day drive throughout Britain and make it into a vacation. With this in mind, our tour for this reason is one that we create along with you when you contact us and tell us your travel interests. Day trip tours can be taken with a self-drive journey, or we can help you with a chauffeur who will navigate the route. And honestly, as we've said, these are just kind of not I don't want to say hints but these are just kind of tastes of places that you can go to in these different parts of the UK there are so many other routes you can take for a shorter than one day drive and it would be our pleasure to recommend them to you and help you plan them right Joe Uh, I think it's funny how you say routes and I say routes and we've never really discussed it before (laughs) it's just kind of a natural thing that goes on but yes we are more than happy to talk to you about your customized tour and make sure that you are happy in whatever you decide yes yes the routes the routes all right um caitlin we're getting very close to the wrap-up which which means that it's time to give you a little treat with our caitlin cares section Caitlin Cares is a pretty interesting one this week. And you should have just received it. Oh my gosh. (gasps) That, Caitlin, that is a badger, apparently. Oh, oh my gosh. I think, isn't that the symbol for Hufflepuff? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Did I just out-nerd myself? (laughs) I think I did. Oh my gosh, you're adorable. Look at his long little neck. That's an interesting. Do you think he's in trouble? Do you think he was just like caught like, or maybe, maybe he's playing hide and seek and he was just found and he's like, dang it, I had the best hiding spot. That, that one think? is probably correct. Yeah. Either that or he's been just hanging out for the day and his family have put out a search party for him because they're like, wait, didn't come back for dinner. Where is he? And all of a sudden he hears his name and he's like, wait, what? and looks up then that's they've got little posters they put up on on the trees and you know they're Miss, missing, missing little badger, milk carton yeah. going out 
Oh, he's precious. Look at his I, little I was paws. just going to say, they're very interesting. Oh, hello, sir. He needs, I always say they need a top hat, but I really think a top hat would look quite spiffy Yeah, for him, I think it would definitely work, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I I feel he could have his own, like, Paddington Bear spinoff where it's just, I know, Paddington Badger. The adventure. Did you say Barry the Badger? Paddington Badger. Oh, I I feel like Barry the Badger would be good. He's, He's distant cousins with Paddington Bear, like... Fourth or fifth, and he lives. He lives in a definitely... small town in England instead of London, like Ipswich <laughs> or somewhere, and he drives a pink car. Or he lives in where was I supposed to live? He lives in um Mal Margate. Yeah. Margate. He lives with me in Margate. Fair enough. That's what it is. That could work. <laughs> wow, I quite enjoy All that. All right, send oh, us goodness. home. All right. Well, it seems our episode has come to a red light. Thanks for going on this trip with us. We'll get back to you soon with a speedy delivery of our upcoming episode. We hope you'll join us next time for Castles in Wales. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. And thanks again for listening, everybody. 